listening to the Frankie Boyer Show. Once again, here's your host, Frankie Boyer. And welcome back. It is Frankie Boyer. Oh, my gosh. I'm freaking out over this egg story, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Everybody, get your eggs. Get your eggs sooner than later. They're not going to be. I've already actually seen a couple of stores where the shelving, the shelves of the egg shelves are starting to get barren. So just just so you know. Okay. You know, we in this country are just not understanding mental illness in any capacity and several years ago my next guest we just don't we don't understand it she had a perfect picture perfect marriage married to a high-powered banking executive three beautiful children and all of a sudden it was yanked from her and her husband started to transform and her sanity and her physical health and her faith in humanity and welfare of her children and everything, everything started to collapse. And so she's here today. Thank goodness she was able to fix the trauma, put her life back together and sharing a story in a book that she wrote and started her own company because her own trauma really and truly was, it was just um, devastating, just devastating. Shelly, welcome to the program. Shelly Sood is with us. And Shelly, tell us a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, about what was happening to you several years ago. Thanks, Frankie. So, yeah, several years ago, my husband filed for divorce. And, you know, as Frankie indicated, it was very traumatic. It was something that was unexpected. We were together for approximately 14, 15 years at that time. I knew my husband since we were nine years old. So, you know, we had a lot of history. And, you know, he was suffering from bipolar disorder for nearly two decades, pretty much his, you know, entire life since uh, teenage years. So, you know, I had no idea. And, you know, my husband was suffering mostly from what it indicated, what seemed like just depression. And so, you know, we kind of missed the mark. Um, Interestingly enough, my father-in-law is also a psychiatrist. So that tells you how difficult of a condition it really is to diagnose. And it can be a devastation with families because, you know, all that turmoil that you experience, whether it's, you know, they're manic and they're abusive, verbally, verbally, emotionally abusive or whatever it may be, it, it can cause a lot of havoc in marriages. And, you know, that's why 90% of marriages ultimately fail when one person has this disorder. But we were fortunate enough to really beat the odds and transform our whole life. You're one of the few that that can do that, but bipolar disorder is undiagnosed most of the time. And when your husband came to you, he was in a manic phase in his condition. And so when they're manic, it's really hard to hear anything, isn't it? It's Mm -hmm. just so hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when somebody's manic, they don't want treatment. They feel like they're on top of the world. They're elated. And, you know, they have so much creativity, so many things that they can do. They don't need to sleep. They feel like they are supermen, you know. So who would really think anything's wrong at that point in time? It's only when the depression hits that it becomes very evident of the situation that something's not right. When did you first realize he was bipolar? How long did it take? The moment that he filed for divorce, there was something that happened in my head. It was almost like I subconsciously knew what was going on, but it was too much for me to really face. Whether that was my own stigma, you know, whether I I just didn't envision my life this way. And I, I didn't see myself as making such a huge mistake and missing the mark so it was it was partially ego too but for whatever reason when he filed for divorce i knew i knew that the the reason was mostly the mania yes you know there might have been some things marriage wise we could have fixed or tackled or you know but nothing to the point where you drop a marriage suddenly like that by the way your book is called untethered I just wanted to put that out there. That's the name of, of um, Shelley's book. Shelley, what are some of the symptoms of bipolar disorder? Some of the symptoms are, you know, they go through bouts of depression as well as mania. Now, they can this can happen in days, in weeks, in months. It's just very variable. And when they're depressed, they feel, you know, gloom and doom. They don't want to get out of bed sometimes for that long of a period of time, listless, uh, uninterested in everything they're doing, frozen, maybe can't work, you know, just unengaged in everything that they normally would have been engaged in. When they're manic, however, they are elated. They feel grandiosity. They can come off as sometimes very narcissistic. Mr. kind of know-it-alls, they can conquer the world. They have unrealistic expectations. They're, you know, they make huge life decisions at the drop of a hat. Like my husband wanted to move to London suddenly, you know, so those kinds of things. Crazy. Stuff that just doesn't make sense. Exactly. And in some instances, the bipolar can also lead to temporary bouts of schizophrenia in the middle of it as well. And people can be illusional and delusional. It's, Mm -hmm. It's very sad. Very, very sad. Yep. And there's a lot of paranoia. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. A lot of, a lot of paranoia, a lot of paranoia. Um, How did you transform yourself? Because this obviously had, has had a, a tremendous toll on you and the traumas do not go away. So tell us about your journey of being a caretaker and how long was it before your, you and your husband got back together? We were apart for about 18 months. And when we got back together, we were mostly focused on his healing. You know, um, we, I, I was feeling so happy of the fact that he was willing to take treatment at that point in time. So I kind of pushed myself aside. Uh, ultimately, though, you know, after we worked on repairing the marriage through therapy and my children were slowly bouncing back and rebuilding their relationship with their father through a lot of therapy and family time, 
then I started to address my own personal demons. And, you know, when I say that, you know, I, I really was operating in a fight versus flight response system constantly because my world was always in a state of panic. So my sympathetic nervous system was overactivated. And, you know, my heart rate would go up, my blood pressure skyrocketed, uh, my breathing rate went up. It, it was just, it was very, very hard on my body. And eventually, you know, your body breaks because you cannot fight that kind of stress. It's just, your body's not made to be constantly out of homeostasis. So my cortisol levels right. went up. I had major inflammation. My adrenal, adrenals were in overdrive. So it was a disaster. But ultimately, I turned to meditation. I turned to mindfulness and quantum healing and really learned about it and embraced it. Uh, I went to a spiritual healer who really helped me out. You know, we've been through a couple retreats with Deepak Chopra. So that, to me, has been a game changer. And I would say this is for anyone who has dealt with trauma or, you know, is overworked and has a company or whatever it may be. I, I think I'm a firm believer in mindfulness and meditation. Oh, absolutely. Self-care is so important. We cannot underestimate taking care of ourselves. And tell us right now, um, tell me what you think about your place today. Where are things today? And how is your husband doing? Today, I am finally living in the present for the first time in my life. When I was apart from my husband, I was living in the past and trying to recover from the past. When we had just gotten back together, I was somewhat in the past, but hopeful of the future. So, you know, I think with mindfulness and meditation, it brought me the ability to embrace the present. And, and I feel like I'm in a really good place now. Um, you know, it's just, it's amazing what your, you know, what your body can endure, you know, over time and whatnot. But ultimately, you have to step back and think about what's important in life too. My husband, he's doing, he's doing well. He's also, uh, you know, very much into uh, mindfulness too as well. So he's doing well. That's great. I, I think that what your story is saying, you're, you're an example of how you can make the changes and, and facilitate your life in a different space and explain to us the work that you do all the time, personally, sure. on yourself. Sure. So, you know, I meditate every single day. It doesn't matter who is making demands of my time, whether it is an employee, whether it is my children, my husband. At those, those moments in time when I wake up in the morning, that's my time to meditate. So it's about 45 minutes to an hour of just mindfulness and quiet time. And, you know, that has been so peaceful and starts my day off in a very calm pace. You know, it, it's not, you know, 5,000 things going on at runs. It's being able to basically explore my creativity a little bit more and clear my head and also, you know, to really push out the noise and stop worrying about, you know, how people are going to react. So I become very much more proactive in my, in my behaviors and less reactive to everybody else. Yes, absolutely. It's that... 
it's that taking a deep breath before you do jump or lash or or react and that's really critical isn't it so critical absolutely yes yes yeah because otherwise you know if you don't take that step back and think about what you're going to do next you may make a mistake you you, it may come out wrong It, it may be misconstrued it may cause more turmoil in your life for no reason so it's so important to just have that step back and that perspective and you know you start to really look a little bit more on the big picture of things rather than the day-to-day because the day-to-day if, if you let it all the turmoil and everything going on in this world it can take over your whole being yes absolutely Shelly you were able to get this marriage to come back together but the bipolar disorder doesn't go away tell us what that's like living is it like living with a time caps a time bomb wondering when it's if it if and when it will explode at first i did feel that way i was very insecure with the situation i I was very much on high alert but over time you feel less and less that way and you start to trust in you know your loved one you start to trust in his treatment plans you start to trust more people but it's difficult initially when that trust is broken i mean you, you know they always say it takes a long time to build the trust again after it's broken so you know, that's one of the things that I did struggle with. But now we've come to a point in time where we're very secure. You know, I know his triggers. I, I know what can set him off. He, he knows my triggers. So we're very respectful and mindful of those things to keep everything at bay. Yes. And there's no, there's no easy answers Give us some quick information for people that are suffering, that have to deal with this at home, and and please give us your best thoughts about how to handle this bipolar situation. Where do they get the help and what do they do? I would say the biggest thing is to make sure, you know, that you are with your loved one on their healing journey. You know, whatever that is, depression, bipolar disorder, whatever it may be, if you're by their side, like you, like people are with cardiac patients who go for heart problems, you know, to their cardiologist, and they're looking at mental illness in that light, it, it really makes a huge difference. And I would also say one of the biggest things is to make sure they have access to their therapist or to their psychiatrist, because if your spouse or loved one is actually has bipolar disorder and you know, you don't know about it, and a decade can go by that you don't know, or even more, then you could be in this boat. And I would never, ever, ever wish that upon anybody. So it's very important to be communicated with the therapist, the psychiatrist, and I don't feel that it's invasive. So I would definitely suggest that is the number one thing. Okay. And pick up Shelley's book. Give us Give us the title of the book and the website real quick. We're almost out of time, Shelly. Go ahead. Untethered and ShellySue.com, S-A-G-L-L-Y-S-O-O-D.com, as well as Geostar, G-I-O-S-T-A-R, Chicago.com. Thank you so much, Shelly, and congratulations on all that you're doing and educating us. And thank all of you. This has been another edition of the Frankie Boyer Show for WCRN, WACE, and WADK. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day, everybody. And as always, smile.
You'll see that life is still worthwhile If you just smile Listening to the Frankie Boyer Show and your host, Frankie Boyer.